Did you know that with Drizzly, you can get drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Yep. With Drizzly, the number one alcohol delivery app, you can shop a huge selection of beer, wine, and liquor, including favorites like Don Julio and Bullet Bourbon. Plus, you can shop across multiple stores in your area to find what you want at the best prices. Download the app or visit drizzly.com, that's D-R-I-Z-L-Y, and use code SAVE to save $5 on your first order today. to the show. This week we'll be talking unsuitable owners, Barcelona, Black Magic, and of course Mario Balotelli. Uh, Leeds owner Massimo Cellino has been expelled from the Football League for not being a fit and proper person after being found guilty of tax evasion in his native Italy. Now Cellino claimed it was nothing and that at home everybody was found guilty at this stage of the process. In other words, using the tax evasion is not a crime if everybody does it defence. Very popular in Greece apparently. All controversial. Uh, <laughs> Barcelona fans are up in arms after news that the team are planning on changing their iconic strip from stripes to hoops, effectively making them the Catalan QPR. <laughs> Harry Redknapp is waiting by the phone and practising Spanish as we speak. <laughs> Uno, Nico, Cranchar, por favor. <laughs> uh, Emmanuel Adebayor has fallen out with his mother over black magic. If they just bought Quality Street, they'd have been fine. <laughs> it's a different chocolate, you see. No. Emmanuel has accused his mum of putting bad juju on his career. Although, given what's been in the news over the past few weeks, juju is perhaps not an appropriate phrase if you play for Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're on the subject, Mario Balotelli has managed the unlikely but only too predictable feat of making an anti-racism message horribly racist. I await with interest his anti-sexism statement, which he'll read out on Babe Station. <laughs> Army and Stone, and the football's on! <laughs> to the football show. Hello, Richard. Hello, Hello Ian. Welcome Hi. back to the football show where people with almost no knowledge of the game give their considered opinions. <laughs> and a fine panel we've got this week. I like that you didn't laugh at that. You just went, oh, right. <laughs> uh, we've got a fine panel this week. It's Ian Moore and Richard Osman. Yeah. Um, Richard, we'll start with you. Uh, Fulham. Yep. Fulham. Uh, oh, <laughs> I love the. We're going to do the whole show about Fulham, right? Well, yeah. Um, well, how are they doing? You they're doing what? better they're doing than they used right to be now. Yeah, because we had a we had a terrible manager, Felix Magatu. Well, you had about eight terrible managers. Uh, well, no, he was the worst by a long way. We actually don't get me started. We had the Felix <laughs> I Magath, am getting you started. Was That's awful. the point. Felix Magath was awful. He did terrible things. He tried to fix Breda Hangeland's knee by putting cheese on it. Cheese, that's right. Yes. Like that. So he was a, he was an awful man and a bully. He bullied all the players, and he's out. We've got Kit Simons now, who's, who's a club hero, who's a club hero, and uh, trained all the under twenty one, so they love him. And actually, it's a really lovely place to be at the moment. We're winning some, we're losing some, we're winning some, we're losing some. But we started with eight defeats and a draw Great. in our first nine games, lowering expectations. Exactly. So now we're sixteenth, and we're, we're <laughs> Now we're looking for only nine points off the playoffs. Oh, I love it. I love it. It's a football fan. That's the optimism, isn't it? The pure, optimism. That's pure the optimism. Of the and uh, now you are a Blackburn fan. Ian. Yes. We have talked about that. Yeah. But more importantly, you had a problem this morning with shoes. I, I'm still rattled by the whole incident. <laughs> I, the Ian is, is very, very careful about his clothes, as you might have noticed. Yeah. See, so be very careful. 
folks, there's people out there. I went to try on some shoes and I tried, and I walked around the corner to have a look in the mirror and I came back and somebody else was trying on my shoes. <laughs> He's still in a bit of a state, to be honest with you. I'm a post-traumatic stress disorder. I, I was so... And I said, what are you doing? He went, what? And I went, they're my shoes. And he went, well, they look all right, don't they? <laughs> I bought them. Uh, yes. Uh, now... <laughs> the way this show works is the panellists say things and I give out points for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Uh, truly a pointless exercise. Uh, Christmas is almost upon us. And while footballers in the rest of Europe prepare for a nice winter break, over here the players are gearing up for the busy Christmas period when the teams play two games a week until January. Now, personally, with the wages they're on, I'd work them like slaves in a salt mine, but maybe that's just me. Uh, some of the foreign players have complained they need time off to recharge their batteries. See? They come here, they don't even want to work. <laughs> uh, Ian. <laughs> Ian, do you favour a bit of time off at Christmas? No. No? No. Work them. Work them into the ground. <laughs> work them into the ground. <laughs> Look, I've worked this out right. There are 40 Premier League matches between the 20th of December and the 1st of January. If you played them not at the same time as they do, but played them one after each other, with, with a say, a half-an-hour break in between each one, you could fill up the entire Christmas period with live football. <laughs> that's, liking that's the sound of it, One foot in the grave repeat, surely. <laughs> it's true, yeah. But, I mean, I, I know the argument for, for a winter break is that so they'd be better prepared if there's a major tournament at the end of the season. But most of the Premier League players aren't English anyway, so if we're knackering out foreigners, it's a good thing. Not a bad idea. <laughs> what about you, Richard? Do you favour a winter break? So, well, no, God, no. Can you imagine? It'd be awful. The worst things in the world is when there's, like, a, a, a weekend without football. Just, what, <laughs> it is you true. Know, like a Saturday when you wake up, you think, all oh, right, we've got England-Slovenia, but yeah. that's it. Yeah. Uh, I think the it one thing we depressing. know about footballers is they get paid an awful lot of money. We do know that. Okay. The one thing we know about not playing a lot of games that only benefits one group of people, and that's the players. Doesn't be, doesn't benefit anyone else. Doesn't benefit the fans. The more games, the better for fans. If you've got a season ticket, the more games, the better. Is the way I see it. Yeah, but what about what about the poor, the poor fans who have to travel hundreds of miles on Boxing Day? Oh. They're leaving their family, and on yeah. Boxing Day, yeah. go from say Hull to Southampton. The, 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 I know. Mean, leaving there. your family on Boxing Day is yeah. one of the greatest treats. <laughs> 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 this, this is the point. If there, if there was no football over Christmas, you'd actually have to speak to your oh, family as well. Disaster. I mean, the one great thing about yeah. baseball in the States is baseball, they play it all the time. You there are a lot of baseball the games. There are three a day or something, aren't there? But wouldn't that be great? If, you, if, you, oh, if your team played that? all the time, we need to flog pressure them. on each one. Right. But you know what? Who's losing out? Who loses out if we play more and more and more games? The players. And you know what? Yeah. I don't care. They get yeah. paid. They, they don't have to play. There's loads they of them. They don't have to play. <laughs> right. We'll just I mean, get some more. Oh, can I just say that every other country in Europe have a winter break. The Germans, yeah. by the way, I, I wrote it down, the Germans have a winter break from the 22nd of December to the 19th of January. Oh, can, can you imagine, imagine no football all for all that, that time? What do we do? What, are they students? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the students in, they didn't like that. <laughs> uh, no, they... Uh, no, I mean, the, what about the injuries? I mean, there is a question about injuries. Again, who's getting injured? Me, you, Ian, yeah, anyone absolutely. here? No, players. Absolutely. They're the only people getting injured, so I don't yeah. care. They're I don't think again. they're talking about injuries for fans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they were going, but oh, so somebody slipped I, down some steps so on a snowy night. So why would I be worried about injuries? Why would I be worried about players getting injured? You, you're absolutely right. Because if there's 20 teams in the Premiership, there's 19 uh, of those teams are not ones I support. So if their players get injured, I don't care. If one of my players gets injured, that's unfortunate, but there it is. You know, and you'd have more players. You should play more games, which is what we should do. You've got more youth players coming more in. More games. Yes, they more games. They yeah. should Why merge the top two divisions and have them play just oh, constantly all year round. That's a great idea. But why would we not do that? Not a lot of sympathy uh, from this panel, I must say. Uh, quite a lot of the thinking behind the mid-season break is that players will be less likely to get injured. 
Although well, Arsene Wenger's suggestion of six months was seen as excessive. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? Uh, for the idea of merging the top divisions <laughs> and playing them the whole time, I'm giving the points to Ian Moore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just as a bit of afters on that, I wonder if you took a vote. I would say I would rather not have a one-month winter break for uh, English football anyway for the next uh, for the next twenty years than win the World Cup. I would rather we had football on every Saturday than we won the World Cup. You know, they say, oh, if we didn't have so many games, we'd, we'd win a major championship. I think, fine. But that, right. But yeah. you know what? I'd, yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather a, not miss out on these weekends. There is a problem with that, is that is... England won't win the World well, Cup, exactly. whatever. <laughs> well, you know what? That's, yeah, cool. Yes, OK. Uh, uh, now, uh, with December uh, just beginning, uh, so far there have been precisely no managerial sackings in the Premier League. I mean, what is going on? Surely if we watch football for any reason, it's to see a man lose his livelihood two weeks before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a bit, it's quite callous, uh, this. Uh, who will be the first man to go, Richard? Who, it's hard, isn't it, because this stage last season, uh, Fulham had already had eight managers. <laughs> <You so. have>. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's quite good, because no-one's having a terrible season, is the truth. This I mean, Leicester thing, are not yeah. having Leicester a great season. Leicester are having a bad run. They've got very rich owners, so it's tough. So, uh, so, so Pearson may be in trouble. Irvin may be in trouble. But why would you... You're not going to sack Irvin. I mean, who why? are you going to sack... You're not going to sack uh, Sean Dice, Harry Redknapp, of course, but uh, that's just for fun, just for sport. Why not sack Harry? <laughs> I think Harry, Harry is the one who must be under the most pressure. I don't think he is. You I, I think Steve Bruce is, Ooh. because they spent quite a lot of money in he, the summer. He looks under pressure. He right, looks he? consistently under pressure. Well, he loses weight yeah. rapidly, is what you're saying. Uh... <laughs> Poor old so Steve. I, I, dropping this, it's a horrible thing to say. Who's going to be first? It's like standing outside saying... of a hospice and having <laughs> run in a book. <laughs> you, you, you. But the trouble is, there is there's a spectre there, isn't it? Which is Tony Pulis. Who's, Absolutely. Who Waiting. Waiting. Need, but, you know, so the first team, essentially, who wants Pulis? Who That's wants Pulis it. first? And, you know, he can, he can sort of go to wherever he wants. Yeah. But no-one's messed it up enough yet. Not enough. But sooner or later... But this is the thing. You, can't, you don't really sack people for being inconsistent. Nobody's, nobody's been really bad. Like you say, they've, just, they've had a good run, then they've had a bad run. Yes. They've had a good run, a bad run. You can't really sack someone for being inconsistent. Oh, well, well, you can, can but... You can. Pardew was the one, wasn't he? I mean, that's amazing with Pardew. It's incredible they stuck with him. Yeah, he stuck no, with it worked him. out, didn't it? You know, it worked. Well, it yeah, has but, at the moment. But he's on, isn't he on a seven-year contract? So if they actually got rid of him, it would cost them a fortune. They'd have to give him the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Alan, off you go, look yeah, after that, him. that bit's yours. I mean, I mean, when it comes to something when even Tottenham haven't sacked someone, I mean, it's December, whatever it is yeah. now, and Spurs have that's still got the same <laughs> manager. Do you think Daniel Levy's fallen asleep? It's <laughs> yes, very so popular. A fan in the audience. Are you happy about that? You happy you've still got the same manager? Okay. For, for now, OK. <laughs> Hasn't he got a worse record than AVB did, though, at this stage and in his show? Yeah. yeah, he's got... Probably worse than Martin and, and, Fulham. Yes, and he's... Bill Nicholson. <laughs> well, he's worse, <laughs> worse than pretty much every Tottenham manager, but he's basically yeah. Daniel Levy's gone, we have to stick with one. Okay. Finally. Finally, we're yeah. going to stick with one. Okay. Well, though, you're a club, you're not going to get... Uh, they're not going to get... Uh, you're not going to get Tony Pulis, I don't think, at Tottenham. I don't think that's... I don't think, I don't think that's one of the ones where he would go. That's a shame, though, isn't somewhere it? In the I'd like to see it. him get a, a, a club like that and see how that works See how out. he would do yeah, you know, with would. a Liverpool, that'd be funny. Uh, now... Uh, <laughs> that would be, that that would be, be funny. funny. <laughs> um, now, for a long time, Alan Pardew was the bookies' favourite to be sacked. Uh, that he wasn't was due somewhat to their upturn in fortunes but mainly due to the fact that Mike Ashley couldn't give a monkeys what the fans think. <laughs> um, and you know what? I, I, must, I must say, for the, for the idea of Liverpool having Tony Pulis <laughs> as their next manager, I'm going to have to give the points once again to Ian Moore. Now, as always at this time of the show, we find out what the word is on the street. Yes, it's the huggy bear of the football zone. It's Keith Dover, man of the people! <laughs> Keith, hey, what have you got for us this evening? Right, what have I got? It's time-wasting, right? 
I get it. If you're in the relegation zone, last game of the season, there's five minutes left, time waste. I understand that. You're a cup minnow. You're playing a Premier League giant. I understand it. Right. You're down to ten men. What I don't get is they start time wasting thirty seconds after the kickoff. <laughs> That's they what gets don't really. They do say that. do. You come on. You've seen it down there enough. You suddenly get don't a goalkeeper. Point your finger at me, Keith. Right. You get, <laughs> you get a goalkeeper. He can't tell he's left and right when he's taking a goal kick. Oh, oh, that doesn't that wind you, you know, up? That oh, stuff? which way do I go? Or you get the player who's being subbed and he does that stupid little running motion that looks like he's running, but actually <laughs> I'm not. Or the it's guy. A little bit like the six million dollar man. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think, I don't think the goalkeepers are time wasting when they can't work out their right from left. I think they just can't work out their <laughs> yeah. right from left. <laughs> yeah. But I think, mean, oh, you get the guy who's so far over the other side of the pitch, he's almost in the club car park. Right? And then they shake the hand of the referee and then the steward and then anybody else. <laughs> they can... I mean, look, I don't mind a bit of time wasting if don't. I'm at home watching the big game with the excellent live coverage that only mm. BT can provide. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get an extra oh, quid well, for yeah. saying that. <laughs> right? But, you know, if you're at home and there's a bit of time, you say, great, nip out of the kitchen, get a couple of beers. You know, that's good because then you don't miss a goal. But right. if you're at the game... You know you, look... you can pause live TV, don't you? No, can you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't pause the game. No, you can't know, pause the game. The game is going on. Yeah. It's Fulham, not that a player's on the stop. Yeah. Fulham, you can pause the game. Fulham's so middle class, you can just say, whatever, I'm just popping to the loo. Would everyone just stop it for a moment? They're all like that. OK, <laughs> OK, Richard, that's fine. We'll be there in a minute. But it is annoying, though, isn't it? I get that it's annoying, Keith. What about the six-second rule? Has that ever been enforced, ever? No, that's the six-second rule. The six-second rule is the goalkeeper gets six seconds to kick the ball out of his hands. Right. You get six seconds and, uh, and, and nobody counts. It's the no. same as a six-second rule for a piece of food you drop on the floor, isn't it? That's, that's isn't a that five-second five, no, oh, five oh, oh. rule. That's a five-second rule. It's a five-second rule. Oh, that, that explains a lot of Giving you an extra second to kick it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, time-wasting is annoying. Ashley Cole at Chelsea, I remember one time, the ball was thrown to him and he just let it go past him. Like, oh, oh is that for me? Oh. <laughs> and do you know when they go to go off for an injury and then they're just getting towards the line and then they sat two feet away, they suddenly collapse? Yeah. And you think, well, crawl over if you're so hurt. Get over, you know, you don't go to the doctor and think, oh, now I won't go to the doctor. Ah, <laughs> right uh, you know? yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Keith Dover on Time Wasting. <laughs> If you could, the, our attitude towards time wasting, I think, could explain virtually every conflict in the world. So, you know, as a fan, <laughs> there's two, there are two distinct states of mind. If you're in a, a ground and you are losing and the other team are time wasting, you know how furious, you beyond too. Very but, upset. Do you know what? How dare you? The injustice, the appalling injustice of what's happening. <laughs> you would literally go to court. You would go to court that moment and say, these people all must be imprisoned. Yeah. If you're winning and you're time wasting, you go, go on, lads. Well done, lads. Take your time. Take your time, it is true. Yeah. Uh, right, obviously, uh, with Keith talking about time wasting, we'll add on three minutes at the end of the show just to make <laughs> up for that bit. Uh, now, Paddy Power think that Chelsea winning the Premier League is such a foregone conclusion, they've decided to pay out on bets in November. Uh, Ian, are they mad or is this just a giant publicity stunt? It's a giant publicity stunt. I think it probably is. I, 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 are they really paying them out already? They paid out already. If yeah. I put a bet on now... Yes. Would they pay it out? Uh, at some point, probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not sure they'd... I, I, I'm not sure they'd pay it out straight away. Right. You know, it wouldn't just give you more money back. <laughs> Actually, just asking, you never know with Paddy Power. That, that would be a real mistake on <laughs> yeah. their part. But we'd all be in there, wouldn't yeah. we? Um, yeah, I mean... Yeah. What, so, what are they taking... Are they taking bets on Chelsea going through the season unbeaten, then? Are they... they might be doing at that point. Yeah. I think it's just the fact that they want people to talk about Paddy Power. 
and we have mentioned them a few times. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about Paddy Power. Talk about yes. Yeah. Is it a one-horse race? I mean, that's the point. Oh, Are Chelsea going mean, to? It is a one-horse race, isn't it? Well, Man City could challenge. The, well, they could do, but they're not going to. Oh, uh, right, okay. Yeah, they're the enough. class of the field, aren't they? But I mean, but it's going to be exciting season because of the top four. You know, we all yeah. know who's going to... I mean, it's interesting, So I've got a season... I say I've, had, I've got a season in the Championship at the moment. Because uh, <laughs> I'm nice. probably a few seasons in, in the Championship. So you sort of... Nine you, points off the playoffs. Nine points off the playoffs. <laughs> We're in the playoffs. Uh, at time of oh, recording. Oh, Blackburn, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Four points that? off the top. Right. Uh, but that top four is very exciting. Southampton staying in there and Man United coming into form is interesting and Arsenal starting to play. They're all starting to play well. It is. And it, you can't get six teams in the top four. That's maths. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> That's <laughs> stunning. That you is that? stunning. You yeah. don't okay. get that kind of punditry anywhere else. No, yeah. you don't. No. Uh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a bet on Chelsea, even though I thought they were going to win the league. Isn't it a bit dull when you've just got one team now who are just going to stretch out and then... We, you, say it, you say that That's not like it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I'm going to blame anyone. It's it is a Fulham a, fan. It is a bit, Chelsea being that good. It is a bit dull. But yeah, again, you know, the thing of if they if they win the whole season, that's quite an exciting thing to see from an outsider. But yeah, if I if I had a team in the, it would in the be awful, which which I don't, uh, which most people don't, then you know, I mean, it's it's kind of fun. I, you know, it's lovely watching some of those players. Lovely watching Hazard. Lovely watching Costa. They're a good name. Yeah, they're, they're good. good. Fabregas. You like watching Fabregas? I, 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 I love watching Fabregas. <laughs> <laughs> I love being he with my own children. Yeah, you've got to say, how did they get Fabregas? What a coup. Yeah. What a coup. Yeah. Uh, I know Fulham had first refusal. We said, no, we're fine. We've got Scott Parker. We don't well, need Fabregas. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Now, this story uh, is a reminder of when one bookie paid out bets on Manchester United winning the league. Uh, he tried and failed to get the money back when they lost out to Manchester City because, faced with a choice, most of the British public would change their identity and go into the witness protection programme rather than pay back money. Uh, now, for, the, uh, for bringing up Cesc Fabregas, I'm not giving the points to Richard, so yet again, Ian Moore gets another point. That's video technology. Sergio Aguero was booked and denied a certain penalty in Manchester City's win at Southampton on Sunday. Uh, video technology could have been instantly used, although it might have also been handy if the referee had kept his bleeding eyes open. Uh, Richard, why is football so resistant to change? Well, football's always been resistant to change, hasn't it? Because as an, oh, it is ridiculous. It could be brilliant. Every other sport they've got it in, they've got it in the rugby, the cricket, stuff like that. It's just about the most exciting thing that happens all day. <laughs> well, but it is, though. When there's a yeah. dispute decision, you're going to... There's too many dispute decisions in rugby now. Every try, they go to the video referee. Even if he's yeah. sprinting 60 yards, you go, I better just check. I mean, to be fair, that's not the only problem with rugby. But, yeah, I take your point. You know, genuinely, if you had four times a game... There was something that, w that was put up to the video referees. It would, it would soon Love become it. your favourite bit of football. Well, the you tennis, really, really the tennis is great. I disagree, I like I disagree with that. Oh, I really? You no, like in the old days? Well, I, like, I like the old days. Look <laughs> at me. Do I like change? Um, <laughs> no, I like the fact that, that football isn't about absolutes. It's about vagaries, and, that, and it creates that debate. It is about absolutes. No, it's not. 1-0 is about as absolute as you can get. Yeah, that's at the end of the absolutes. match. Yeah. yeah, but the, 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 the argument and the discussion, like after the match the other night, Savage and Ferdinand were arguing about what, whether something was a foul. Now, that's two people who've played football arguing about a specific incident in a game. You can't have video technology because people who are running it don't agree. All right, so, uh, I mean, we like the spray, don't we? We love the spray, don't we? The, the spray, uh, the, uh, yeah, on I the like free I like the spray. Kicks. What I don't like is people cheering the spray. <laughs> I like just it. grow up. Well, no, we only cheered the spray the first few times. No, some people are still doing it. People some, aren't still like, Is anyone still cheering the spray? Oh, you can hear it. It's like people are still quoting the fast show. Move on. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. Uh, um, but I guess that people, people like... I mean, we're saying football is an essentially conservative game. Yeah. People like things to stay the way they are. Football is sort of like the UK people, of People sport. like to argue. And if you take out that, if you take out that element of it, then it, the game loses something, no, but, I think. No, and then you, you don't do. get programmes like this argue, without a job. But you can still argue, because you can say, did it go over the line, and, and the video referee says it does. And you can still argue after that, you can say the video referee got it wrong. It's just then you can start... There's someone new you can have a go at. At the moment, you can only have a go at the referee and, and the referee's assistant. <laughs> uh, but now you can have a go at the video referee as well. <laughs> You're not fit to watch a screen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that sort of stuff. Is it just tradition? Is that what we're talking about? I mean, you sound like Tevier in Fiddler on the Roof. But look at the referee's eyes. Wow, that's a reference. <laughs> Only <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, Robbie, Robbie Savage didn't do that. No, he didn't. No, he didn't do that one. Uh, but it's a multi-million, it's a multi-billion-pound business. Surely you need, you know, the correct decision. No, I mean Sergio no, Aguero. Not got having booked. the correct decision is part of the fun of it. No, but it, well, it the has... injustice. We love the injustice of it. If you take out that injustice, if you make it no, that was definitely a penalty, or or Sergio Aguero, you know, he doesn't get booked for that. And I think it's, I think it takes, oh, some, I think it, it's funny like when a billionaire, with you know, billion-pound club like Man City get denied a penalty. I right. think that's hilarious. Right. <laughs> Ian Moore uh, likes injustice, and uh, he made some good points there. But for that reason, I'm giving the points to Richard Osman. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very good, very good. Now, news reaches us that Mario Goethe is to auction... Goethe. I hear every time I hear that. Uh, mm. it's, to, it's to auction off the left boot, which he used to score the winning goal in the World Cup final. Um, Ian, people who collect football memorabilia, should they be treated with the same pity and derision as people who phone <laughs> out late-night chat shows at three in the morning? Uh, undoubtedly. <laughs> but I'm... Just, uh, Do you have any maybe it's my Maybe it's my incident with the shoes earlier, but why? what's, he ha what's happening with the right boot? I don't, like, I don't like to see Someone's them parted. It on, I, <laughs> right. I imagine as we speak. I don't have any. No, I ha, no. To tell a lie, I've got loads of old football programs. When I my dad, there you go. my dad had a friend who was a linesman, and so I got loads of football programs. And you still got them? Yeah. And yeah. why why'd you keep them? I, I have no idea. Would you sell them? No, I wouldn't sell them because they're worth nothing. <laughs> Colchester <laughs> versus Southend oh, in 1986. Uh, no. it's, uh, would you collect well, memorabilia? Football programs are all right, aren't they? Because football programs, you actually there are a sense a of history. You actually yeah. bought it, you read it, and you took it home, and that's yours. Oh well, I Mario kept my Goethe's dad's left boot. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't score. Yeah. In the, you didn't score in a World Cup final. Yeah. This is you know, the some, left boot. Somebody someone else, else scored. All you're saying yeah. is, you know me. I've got a bit of money. That's all, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's all you're saying. I'm going to use that as an ashtray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, I mean, right boot, right boot, threw it out. I, I mean, is there any? I'm sorry, Keith. You have... I've got a shrine. You've got a shrine. A shrine. Yeah. To I, me, I'm guessing. No, not to you. Oh, no, okay. no, no. no. Who are you a shrine to? Lenin. Arsenal. <laughs> Lenin. I've got. I've got. Uh, I've got uh, photographs of all the winning teams. Can I've I just say pennants. at this point, he's not joking. I, no, 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 I, you've I, got a shrine. To a shrine. Arsenal. I have. If we w win a trophy, I, I get the poster, the mug, the badge, and the pennant. I do that and with Fulham, but I don't have a shrine. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got it all in, in one room, all on the wall, and I'm upset this year because we won the cup and they haven't produced a pennant. And I'm OCD on this stuff now. <laughs> so that means I'll go online, looking at eBay, trying to look, find pennants now for Arsenal. I just... I have to have these things in... They're not in... willing to spend the money on it. Oh, no, they're no. not. That's it. That's just I'm assuming that. you also phone late-night chat shows as well. <laughs> <laughs> I have done in the past. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I mean... have, you got, have you got something? 
I've not, I haven't got anything. I'm not a sentimentalist. <laughs> you know, I threw out my youngest child. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> this didn't work for me. Uh, Jeff Hurst's shirt went for £2.3 million. Did it? Yeah, not the cup final, just he bought it from uh, Top Man. No, it's his... But it's really not really suited. <laughs> really nice yeah, shirt. Fitted. No, the World Cup final shirt, £2.3 million. Wow. I mean, and what about... I mean, cos a friend of mine actually bought a shirt at auction. I can't have a footballer. And it's signed by that footballer whose mum washed it. Oh. I know, it's beautiful, isn't it? I, I mean, if mum, yeah. oh, look, there was some writing on it. I thought yeah. I'd give it a wash. Yeah. Could you imagine? He spent hundreds of pounds... Although I'd imagine the people who buy football memorabilia also get their washing done by their mother. <laughs> so it's a possibility that why, might happen. Why did he, Why was it needed to be washed? Are they actually wearing the football memorabilia shirt? Because that's well, a that's, bit tragic. That's the point. I, I don't know why it needs to be washed. I think she just saw it there and went, oh, I'll give that a little clean. Mums, eh? Mums. The only football <laughs> shirt I ever got, I had a bet a couple of seasons ago with a friend of mine who's an Everton fan uh, when Jelovic was, uh, was playing well. And we had a, a guy at Fulham called um, Ladam Petric, who in, who in pre-season had played very well. We all know what happens when someone plays well in pre-season. <laughs> so I said, this guy, Ladam Petric, he is on didn't get fire. So I said, I said to, to my friend, so we had, we had a bet, we had a charity bet, I said, for money, I said, Petric will score more goals than Jelovic in this season. Absolutely right. no doubt about it. Jelovic then went on and had that absolutely terrible season. I think he scored he four goals. Yes. And Petric scored two. So <laughs> I gave him the money, but I also got Petric. I got a shirt from Petric and he signed it to, to And you've got that well. now? And no, I haven't got it. I gave it to him as a, as a part of his prize. Oh, bless you. That's the, right. the world's least uh, lucrative <laughs> <laughs> bit of memorabilia. <laughs> 75 p.m. Uh, auction. Now, you can't keep a good man down and neither can you keep Mario Balotelli from talking nonsense. <laughs> Bless him. In his latest outburst, Mario wrote that Nintendo character and namesake Super Mario mimics certain ethnic groups in the way he jumps and picks up coins. You're going to have to work out the rest for yourself. Uh, now, this sort of sentiment is years out of date, Mario. In 2014, for us Jews, it's notes or nothing. Richard, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks. I'm not sure what they're clapping there. I'm yeah, sorry. It's a bit worrying. Uh, anyway, you should be Richard, are you offended? You offended? Uh, I was not offended by it, I have to say. I think sometimes, you know, there are genuinely people out there who are unpleasant, and they're generally people who hold unpleasant views and generally people who think that certain other ethnicities are different to them, and I don't believe Mario Bellatelli is one of them. I would agree and I think sometimes people say things and we have to work out, are you just stupid or are you evil? And he wasn't evil. <laughs> He's just stupid. And it's all right to be stupid. It's not all right to be evil. It's all right well, to be stupid because that's not, that's not a choice. It's not his choice. And I think if he says something like that... <laughs> <it's not laughs> he has just, can I just say, he has just been charged by the FA. But, this. you know, which is ridiculous. In my opinion, is ridiculous. Because yeah. what he did immediately afterwards, someone with some brain said to him, you know people are going to be upset, Marion, for these reasons. He immediately said... Oh. I did it because I thought it was funny and I was trying to be nice and I realised I did it wrong and I apologise. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let it go. Think... Done. Has it, he's been charged then? He's been charged Have by they the charged Dave yes. Whelan? Yeah, pardon? Have they charged Dave uh, Whelan? Well, I don't know if they've been charged. I don't know if Dave Whelan's been charged. Oh, because surely... <laughs> if you're going to, you, you have to treat them both the same. Well, they're both coming from different angles, but yeah. you have to treat them exactly the same. Well, I, don't don't talk to me. I I'm having to go at you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. Have you, direct you have a certain amount of What's influence. With Dave Whelan. <laughs> <laughs> What's with the Dave? It's Dave no, Whelan. Dave, apparently, Dave. has been given another week. Uh, to, to, uh, to what? To, to what? To, to become less uh, <laughs> prejudiced. I don't know. To go on a course. To go on a course with Jews and Chinese people, and and they drop. And I don't know. They they they, they drop coins and they just leave them there. The Jews. <laughs> and Dave goes. Oh right. Okay. They don't always chase. It's coins a about. very unlikely pairing, isn't it? That, that, that Mario Balotelli and Dave Whelan are now sort of brothers in arms in some <laughs> racial no. some racial struggle in semiotics. It's I just... would agree. I would agree with Richard. So let's talk about <laughs> Italians and. Comedy. 
comedy, right? Okay. Because <laughs> essentially, Mario, ba <laughs> Mario Balotelli <laughs> was trying to do something funny. Now, the Italians, I guess they have humorists. I wrote down a few, actually. Beppe Grippo, who is an Italian yeah. comedian who is actually running for uh, prime, president yeah. or prime yeah, minister. Yeah, it's prime minister. Roberto Benigni. Roberto Benigni. Yeah. Won an Oscar. Yeah, he did. Uh, more acting than... Yeah, but he's a comedian. Yeah, he is a comedian. It wasn't a very funny film, though, was it, about the it's Holocaust? About the Holocaust? It was, yeah, it wasn't a lot, wasn't a lot of comedy in um, Bruno Tonioli, <laughs> the, uh, the Strictly Come Dancing bloke, he's hilarious, isn't very he? Very funny. Oh, <laughs> we is laugh and laugh. Is that it for Italian comics? You're already down to a choreographer. Is he Italian? Dean Martin. No way. I thought he was putting it on. Dean Martin, very funny man. Have they, have they only got two comics? Gino De Campo. <laughs> Gino, who's Gino De Campo? <laughs> the, the chef on this morning. Oh, yes. <laughs> Benito Mussolini. Mussolini. <laughs> We're getting rather off the point here. The point is, he was trying to be funny in a, in a, a foreign language. Yes. It's not easy. I mean, we find it hard enough to be funny in English, don't we? Let's be fair. Speak I'm, not, I'm not having a go. <laughs> I'm not having a go. I'm just saying, it's, it's difficult. Um, what would he be doing if he wasn't a footballer, Mario, do you think? Have you got... Chewing crayons in a corner somewhere. <laughs> I have no idea. Crayons of colour. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd have some opinions uh, on it. Yeah, do you think maybe he should be maybe banned from using mobile phones or communicating with anyone ever? <laughs> you know, I genuinely don't, and I genuinely think some good can come out of what Balotelli said because you know a lot of people say, "Oh, it's ridiculous. He shouldn't have been banned." And you know what? You can you can have a, you can you can have a discussion about it. You know, you can genuinely he can be contrite, which he is. You know, he said, yeah. "Like I shouldn't have done it. I shouldn't have done it. I thought it was funny. I can see that it's not funny." Yeah. yeah. You know, that's a, that's an interesting. That's an point. adult discussion. But isn't that's it? an adult discussion to yeah. have. And uh, you know what? If if you stop him saying that, you stop him saying anything, and the world would be a poorer place. Yeah. If we absolutely. didn't hear from Mario Balotelli. Every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, now, part of Mario's defence was that he grew up with a Jewish mother in Italy and that can't be easy. Although I'd like to say that growing up with a Jewish mother anywhere is no okay. <laughs> 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 It's difficult, to, yes, thank you. it's difficult to know how Mario's career is going to go. Uh, he's played in Italy and England, and people have asked whether he should go to Spain, because they love black people there. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to give out the points, and I can't believe that Richard condoned what Mario Balotelli said about my people, so I'm giving the points to Ian Moore. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Now, in a move which has upset traditionalists, Barcelona are changing their famous strip from stripes to hoops. Although rumours that they've given up on other Barcelona traditions by signing a tall player and lumping up to the big man <laughs> have been hotly denied. Uh, Ian, do you care what colour kit Blackburn wear? Well, yeah, I do. I mean, I like that, that traditional old blue and white. The blue and... Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a Battenberg cake. It's, is it uh, a Battenberg thing. cake? Is blue, it? white, white, blue. Have you ever eaten a blue Battenberg cake? No, I'm not <laughs> saying it's a Battenberg cake right, itself. it's the design. It's yeah. the design. Yes. It's the four squares. You like that, you like that, uh, that kit? No, that's Bristol Rovers. Is that Bristol Rovers? That's Have Bristol I got your Rovers, yeah. You were testing me out there, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> no, I'm not falling for that old I, one. I was generally having a Mario Balotelli moment. <laughs> uh, um, well, what about Fulham, then? Fulham have to play in white, you don't play they? play in blue and white. How can we call the Canaries? That's a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so sad they didn't get that. Yeah. That's a beautiful yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, fill them in white, that's, that's fine. But I think the Barcelona thing, so they're moving from stripes to... Hoops, hoops. yes. That. The one thing about that is, obviously, hoops are, as everyone knows, very fattening. Yeah. Uh, and which, which, well, they are. They make, they, make you look, <laughs> they, right. they make you look a lot broader, which, for the players, is fine. 
because they're literally they're about three percent of fat. Or they're, but the poor fans. They go, oh, this tradition, this terrible what you're doing to this club. The tradition we got. They're going. No, they're just thinking I'm going to look fat in the tavern. Yeah. Ridiculously fat yeah. in these hoops. Um, I mean, well, I maybe just... they're trying to save money on dietitians. Just by you can just take a look oh, at the squad and go, yeah, yeah he's, he needs to lose a bit and sack your dietitian. You, you just look at their stomach without a shirt on. Yeah, that would probably work. No, you need the hoops. Oh, okay. You need the hoops for like contour lines on a map. And. Well, I mean, we've had, obviously, Cardiff City did this a uh, yeah. couple of Vincent Tan when he changed them to red, even though they're called the Bluebirds, and the entire stadium is blue. Yeah. In fact, everything in the stadium yeah. is blue except Vincent Tan and the players' shirts. You notice that? Maybe he's colourblind. <laughs> he's colourblind? Yeah. Well, maybe. no, he said it was lucky. And as they luckily as they went, went down, down. <laughs> they were so lucky to go down last year, weren't they? It's weird that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that Fulham shouldn't change their colour, but I couldn't care less about every single other club in the world. No, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's only your own club, yes, isn't it? as long as we can't... But genuinely, if you own a club, do what you want. Do what you want. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's nice if, if you to give them the millions of pounds. pounds fans, 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 the trouble is, fans, we think that you know, we have some say over what happens at a club. We do have like, some. But it's like saying we have some say over, whether, over Mars or Cadbury's <laughs> or something. And we don't. We can all stop buying stuff, but we will not stop going to the games because we love it. That's the problem. Oh, there must so come a point. They want. There does come a point. There usually comes. The only time you really boycott a club is if you start going down the leagues and then some of the sort of fair weather yeah. fans start leaving. But you don't boycott clubs just... But, you know, look at the Man United thing when they're all wearing the different coloured scarves and stuff like that. It didn't really have an impact. It didn't have an impact on gates and stuff Imagine like that. Imagine how big know. their gate would be if they'd actually stayed all those, all those fans. I mean, they lost... They've only got uh, 2,500 people left on what's ma the real Manchester United, yeah. wherever they are. They've still got 75,000 people coming every Yeah, and a new 2,500 people yeah. soon, soon, soon all from it. Scandinavia. Well, I think that, that's true. But um, the thing about the Barcelona shirt as well is that they didn't have advertising for years. Weren't they the only club who didn't have advertising? Yeah. And then they put UNICEF on there and went, that, that was a pretty smart move. But now they've got, is it the Qatar Foundation? I think it's Qatar Foundation, kind of, yes. Am I allowed to say some kind of dubious organisation? I don't I, think I you don't are allowed to say that. that. Unbelievable. It's like, a, it's like another Mario Balotelli. <laughs> <laughs> and the Barcelona fans are up in arms. I'm going to uh, give the points, and I'm hearing uh, that the uh, Qatar Foundation <laughs> want me to give the points to Richard Osmond, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thierry Henry. Lord bless him. <laughs> Thierry Henry has played his last game for the New York Red Bulls and there's been a lot of talk about his returning to the Emirates in some sort of ambassadorial role. A bit like Jerry Halliwell at the UN. Uh, <laughs> Richard, is he the next Arsenal manager, Thierry? Well, you know, he might be. It's interesting, Thierry Henry. He's one of the, he's one of the two men that all men are allowed to um, have a crush on. So you've got Idris Elba. Oh, and, Idris Elba. And Thierry Henry. Oh, and Bruce Forsyth. Uh, and Brucey. <laughs> <laughs> Speak, speak yeah. <laughs> um, no, no. Oh, okay. Oh, Brucey? No, he's really. Not wouldn't. my type. He's so not worried. Type um, <laughs> I think so that you know he's 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 like the perfect human being. Now, I've, I've I've got a personal interest here. I once I, I dated a girl and she had previously been out with Thierry. <gasps> Can I, I touch you? Wow. I know. <laughs> so, I know a lot about the guy. I'm sure you I do know, know a lot about, about the guy. The guy. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it's quite. You don't ask too many it's questions. Quite a though, do you? position to be in. I imagine because he is he's the perfect human being. But so in my opinion, I'd rather he wasn't in London. Really? Speak just as a right. male, as yeah. a threatened male. You, think... two, you two can't be in the same city because <laughs> women folk just tremble wherever <laughs> you go. <laughs> That's That's that. But I think, I think for the men of Britain, it's, it's, it's like one extra person to have to deal with if Thierry Henry comes over. If he's in France, you're fine, they can deal with him. If he's in England, if he's in England or if he's in the UK, it's, he's, he's, he's a threat to, to every man we... in the country. <laughs> well, according to Emmanuel... <laughs> Don't you think? Turned away at passport control. Sorry, yeah, mate. Sorry, too handsome. Sorry, mate. Sorry, too mate. handsome, too clever. <laughs> if I, if, honestly, if no 
Nigel Farage said that. I said, we're, we're, we're going we're to ban immigrants, but only really, really handsome ones. You just go, all right, mate, yeah, I'll cut you. Now, one imagines that when Arsene Wenger finally moves on, uh, there'll be a ceremonial handing over of all his managerial possessions. And everyone will then stand about fidgeting for ten minutes while he tries to undo the zip on his coat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give the points out, and I'm going to give the points for me for eulogising about Thierry Henry to Mr. Richard Osman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> now it's time for it's a close one. <laughs> now it's time for who said that? That's right, I love that phrase. That was the other finalist in the Larry Grayson catchphrase competition. <laughs> uh, for anyone under 45, Larry Grayson was a popular entertainer. Uh, how this bit works is that I say a phrase and the panel have to guess who said that. It's a great quote this week. Here it is. Uh, who said, I have to pinch myself all the time about how my career has gone. That could be any footballer, really. Uh, but I certainly didn't expect I'd be visited by monks and covered in holy water. They come with their water and literally dip it in... <laughs> dip what in? ..and then just slap you over the head as hard as they can with little sticks. It's a brilliant quote. Who Good said quote. that? I'm assuming that's um, Luis Suarez, cos when uh, Barcelona bought him, they said he had to, they had to exercise him. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> that was in his contract. It's a good guess. But Ron, who have you got? Uh, Ched Evans. Ted Evans. Yeah, he's so deluded about his own guilt that he thought he was in a monastery for the last few years. That's what it, well, it's neither of them. I'll tell you what it is, it's Jamie Vardy of Leicester City. Uh, there you go. I'm still none the wiser. Uh, it's the Thai owners. Um, Imagine if you made a stay here till we got that. <laughs> this weekend, uh, German footballing giants Borussia Dortmund find themselves rock bottom of the Bundesliga. Now, until last season, Jurgen Klopp had been the go-to guy in the frame for every managerial job on earth, like an international version of Tony Pulis. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, Ian, German football, is it, all, is it all it's cracked up to be? I think that shows a healthy league, doesn't it? Well, Because if Man it was just City, Bayern yes. and Dortmund at the top, but Dortmund are in trouble, that much in trouble, that they're at the bottom, that means, that means it's quite a good league. Well, no, Bayern are apparently something like ten points clear at the moment. It's, uh, it's what, December? It's not, it's not competitive. Isn't, isn't Klopp just like trying Chelsea. to get sacked? It's, it's, uh, he, well, he keeps saying that he's, he's, he he's going to move over. And he should retweet something with the Super Mario one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fluttering his eyes at yeah. Arsenal fans. He was the other day. We, we, had, a, uh, we had a... Uh, You've had German managers, of course. On, yeah, don't. <laughs> it worked out really, really well. Uh, well. On Pointless the other day, we had a, our final question was name any team in the Bundesliga or name any team in Serie A or name uh, any team in La Liga. And we had this dad and son, and they were going through it, and they were literally naming every single, every single team in every single league in their minute. They're going through everything. And they, anyway, they, got, they, they, they won the money, so they got a pointless answer. And at the end, I said, wow, you really know your football, don't you? It's amazing. You watch a lot of football. I said, never, ever seen any of it. We just play a lot of FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They're all there. They're there just going through in their brain. You know, on FIFA, by the way, I've I become Arsenal manager on FIFA. You don't you? Do FIFA. I've become an Arsenal manager, and I've got an injury crisis two weeks in. <laughs> <laughs> I had two wow, players at their ankle broken. It's it? really realistic. <laughs> You know who else is realistic? When Arsenal go to Stoke, they boo Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> oh, right. On FIFA. They've actually programmed it That's in. That's good. I'm on FIFA. I just sacked Thierry Henry. Too good looking. I sold him to Melbourne Jets. <laughs> um, I mean, is it... We're talking about German football. Would it be better than if Man City were bottom of the league? And well, it would, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yes. yes. That would be would. funny in itself. It would. Yeah. Yeah. Sand, it? But yeah. Borussia Dortmund won't stay at the bottom of the league. No. It's just one of those Why do we say... Well, you always say that. Too good to go down. Well, to they're going to have yeah. their winter break now and reassess things, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the winter break's coming at just the right time. <laughs> winter. <laughs> yeah, winter. He's made it fun. 
He's, uh, he's doing that thing like that sometimes they do in 800 meter races where they yes. stay at the back for a little bit. That's right. He's just watching. He's, he's <laughs> getting. Uh, going to make his it? move on the bend. He's going to make his move on the bend. That's exactly what he's <laughs> Is that do. what Fulham were doing in the first eight weeks of the season? We'll lose <laughs> yeah, our yeah, first yeah. eight games. German and manager, you see, Jeff, German that's the way manager. they do it. That's the way they do it. <laughs> now, uh, Jurgen Klopp was known to play heavy metal music before a match to motivate the team. Although, if I was in that team, my main motivation would be to destroy the stereo system. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give the points uh, to Richard Osman for that one, ladies and gentlemen. All right. All right. Now, Emmanuel Adebayo has accused his own mother of practising black magic on him and putting bad juju on his career. Uh, and the way he disappears on the pitch, one wonders if he has a point. Uh, Richard, the next Adebayo family gathering should be fun, don't you think? Well, it is difficult because, you know, sports people, they get supported by their parents or their childhood and then suddenly, you know, you can turn... You know, sometimes you've just got terrible parents, haven't you? It's not really your fault. Now, I think it was, <laughs> Are you blaming Adebayo's parents? <laughs> Mrs Adebayo. Well, well, yeah, she's, I mean, if, she's, if she's genuinely put bad juju on the guy, then... But we uh, don't... <laughs> well, well yes. she hasn't. Yeah, no, I don't know. I, I don't know why the Adebayo's... Why would Emmanuel Adebayo lie? <laughs> About that. Uh, but I was watching the, the, the boxing the other night, and you had Chris Eubank Jr., who I do think is a, is a good fighter, and he was fighting Billy Joe Saunders. And Chris Eubank Sr., for the week beforehand and all the way through the fight, was such a pain. And I thought, this yeah, poor kid... Normally, he's such a lovely fellow, really. Lovely <laughs> but the thing is, normally, you can just put him on Celebrity Big Brother and watch him and turn it off. But poor Chris, Van, Chris Eubank Jr. lives in a house with this With guy. his dad. Had his entire childhood. And I, I, I genuinely think he, he did his son a disservice uh, in, in that But film. I think it's right. a little harsh to, to lump Mrs Adebayo in with Chris Eubank, because... <laughs> it's a great fun, but it would be a great... It would be a Big Brother house. Yeah, Chris, Chris Eubank but and Mrs Adebayo. The thing that's, and, I, and I heard about this... The Guardian football podcast was saying the other day that... Apparently Apparently, when Emmanuel Adebayor was first born, he couldn't walk. He had a problem walking, and his mum carried him everywhere, which is exactly what the teams are doing now. They're carrying <laughs> him everywhere. Beautiful. But, but also, he sacked his mum. This is the he language that mom. he sacked his mum. <laughs> You're now interviewing for the position. <laughs> but so she, apparently, she's homeless and uh, living on the Ghana Togo border, selling polythene bags and padlocks. Now, I don't know if she's not very bright, but you don't need a padlock on a polythene bag anyway. <laughs> they might that's a, not that's be, an unlikely combination. It might not be connected. Keith, you had some thoughts about that, Emmanuel Adebayor? Well, I do, because I think he's highlighted a very serious problem, because witchcraft is epidemic in the Football League. <laughs> I mean, White Hart Lane is it's a well-known fact it's built over a plague pit, but if you, you, know, if you go to Norfolk, Suffolk, Plymouth, all those areas... Norfolk, <laughs> Suffolk and Plymouth. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about pentangles, Witchcraft, any kind of thing to get higher up in the league. These people will stoop to every, anything. These people. Yeah. Pentangle plays on the left wing for Ipswich. Pentangle, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if, she did, if she could, if she was able, if she was able to use black ma magic, she wouldn't be selling polythene bags for a living. No, exactly. That's a fair exactly. point. Yeah. 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 Nor, nor would he be playing at Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, OK. And now, at last, it's time for this. <laughs> Yes, Saints and Sinners, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't got a sinner uh, bit of music there. Uh, Saints and Sinners, I asked the panel for their Saints and Sinners of the week. Uh, just give us a one each. Uh, have you got any Saints or Sinners, Richard? Well, uh, Pele, the, uh, the Southampton striker. Pella? Yeah. I would say Pella. 
Would you? Yes. No, you no, say Pele, is, I is say Pele. It is Pele, apparently. Is it is yeah, Pele. It's supposed to be but Pele. But that's yeah, quite a lot of things to live, live up to. People won't call him that. They won't call him that. Because no. it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. It? Yeah. Pele <laughs> okay. came for self. So you don't... Well, why, why are you... Uh, is he a, a saint or a sinner? Saint. He's a saint? Yeah. Why? Place of Southampton. Come on. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I do apologise. <laughs> Can we do that bit again? Have we got a sinner? Have we got a sinner from you, Ian? Sinner is going to be the FA for charging Balotelli. And my saint is Jedinak, who plays for Palace, because right. uh, he did a very uh, nice gesture in respect of Phil Hughes' death. He took his bat onto the pitch. Did, and I thought that was a lovely right. gesture and, very, very and nice. deserves, uh, you know... Very nice. Uh, uh, Keith, have you got any saints or sinners? I imagine well, you have. Well, I have. Is it some witch doctor you've been involved with? <laughs> Norfolk. <laughs> Norfolk, generally. I want, Norfolk, I want technology Limmer. to invent an app where I could go, look on my phone and it goes, shall I go to the game today? And it goes, no, nah, it's going to be nil-nil after 80 minutes. Don't bother. And I could just go home. Because I was at the game the other night and it was teasing. Where's the saint and sinner? I have no idea. Just awful. You know, so it'd just be good to have an app. You know, go there. Oh, shall you're I go? Looking, to... You're looking for a fortune teller, is what you're yeah. looking for. Uh, well, yeah. So or... the, sinner, the sinner here so... is Mark Zuckerberg because he hasn't invented it yet. Exactly. Yes. yes. And See, he comes like up every him. week. He's good. Um... Spent far too long <laughs> sniffing in your own shrine. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, we don't hear the phrase sniffing in your own shrine. No, <laughs> no, no, it was about as filthy as it is. Um, uh, we're going to look forward to the games uh, this weekend. Let's have a look at some of the games. There is a great game uh, live on BT Sport. Newcastle against Chelsea. Possibly the end of Chelsea's unbeaten record. Yeah, yeah, and crisis will set in. Crisis at Chelsea. It's always possible, but I think uh, I think Chelsea would be, be a nice draw, wouldn't it? It'd be a good game. That, that would be a good game, and I like Southampton against Manchester United on, uh, on Monday oh, night yeah. as well. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, I like that. That's a tough run, isn't it? Aston Villa. Leicester on Sunday afternoon. Can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Good luck to all the people going to that. Uh, let's see the show, ladies and gentlemen. The final score is 4-4. Four, four. Wow. Thanks to our guests, Richard Hoffman, Ian Moore and Keith Dover. Next week, we're joined by Dave Gorman and Dot Brown. See you then. <laughs> Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. My name's Sebastian Major, host of the podcast Our Fake History. Have you ever wondered if King Arthur was a real person? Or if the city of Atlantis really existed? Or maybe you've heard that old story that Queen Elizabeth I was actually a man in drag. On Our Fake History, we explore these stories and try to determine what's fact, what's fiction, and what is such a good story that it simply must be told. Subscribe to Our Fake History anywhere you get your podcasts. A cast recommends.